Saturday night. It's Saturday night. It's what does it mean podcast. What does it all mean podcast. Happy Saturday night. Sunday morning. Some places were. Depending on where you might be. So many, so many viewers and listeners. We got a special guest coming up tonight. I didn't know if this was going to happen, but... Got a special guest coming on. Do a little interview and talk about the world's topics. Yes. Yes. Hey, what does it all mean? What does it all mean, Rondi? What does it all mean? I came here to find out. Hell yes. That was perfect timing. Complete perfect timing, like always. Like always. Well, my guest is Rondi Kai Moore Kondo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You got them all. <laughs> well, I've known you for how long now, so I should get that right. It's a lot of names for anybody to remember, so I yeah. thank, thank you for remembering. <laughs> yeah, of course. I remember uh, seeing a, a interview recently with you, and I was like, I don't know what it was. It was a great interview, but I was even even kind of jealous then. I was like, this guy's asking some good questions, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask better. You know, I hate that that competent. You know that that compet that competition. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you want to be like, you know, always improving, right? So that's cool. That's, yeah. That's where competitive like is healthy, right? Like I'm gonna use that to. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying, but no, definitely, it's true. It's definitely true. Oh man, I miss you. I miss so you. I miss I you. <laughs> it's been way too long. Like honestly, I've seen you once in this whole pandemic, really, and that's some bullshit. I'm not gonna lie. When I see, I used to see you like four, sometimes four or five times a week. I would see you, you know, and now it's just nothing you know the weirdest time ever it is it really is i said that to somebody i don't it was a it was a co-worker and and i told him i go this is the strangest time in our entire lives you know like for real i mean yes 9-11's happened that was a major thing but the the pandemic to me is just it's it stopped the world like it fucking stopped the world you know so it sucks. That, I mean, it's cool that we can communicate through this, but I'd rather be in a room with you making music and just, you know, doing whatever. So, okay, people don't – I, one thing as an interviewer, I got to remember that people don't just know who the hell you are and what you do. So let's – you know, why don't you tell me what you do in the multiverse? Oh, man, I am trying to be a force of good in the multiverse, I think trying to um i i love the concept of the multiverse first of all so i know you've covered that on your podcast so that's so cool 
right. it's the initial heartbeat of the of the podcast really like it really is it's you know it's, it's an incredible thing to explore and have people talk about it and hear what people have to say so i think kind of i'm in the same you know I, in the same business as you in that sense that I, I've always been such an admirer because you, you promote people's creativity all the time. So that is, you, you're so generous always. I can remember from the first time we played, okay, so I've been hurt in the heartbeat with James. Um, and from the very beginning, you were just like inviting people to come in and join us and play along. And I was like, Oh my God, I've never seen anybody so generous with, time and creativity and input yeah man riff you know come up on stage so that's tremendous <laughs> we've had about we've had about 30 people up on stage <laughs> that's like our that's the the max i think like 30 we got 30 and i had to ask permission and that was that was fun yes, that was that was 9-11 too that was 9-11 9-11's coming up so you know ironically things are all in cycles so that was an unforgettable moment. Yes, literally. Yeah. They're like, yes. I, I love when that memory pops up. It's one of my favorite things, favorite things to remember. Cause that was, so, um, I, I think art, I think art, like, especially helping people and promoting art is another way to keep out like the darkness. Like we have all the darkness. That's just like all this shit that we see, this fear mongering crap on Facebook and, and TikTok, just fear, fear, fear. And we also see the truth too. But through promoting people's art ideas, like whether it be music, whether it be actual paintings, whatever that might be, I feel that that's a way to kind of to keep the, the, the evil at bay, like keep Saron at bay, you know, and the more art that's created, the more fucking, you know, cool shit will happen instead of what's happening now. So, yeah, yeah, the, that, that idea that, um, you know, exploring art like you you're enjoying someone else's art and then you're sharing it or you're or you're like willing to collaborate with them and you create something that you could never create on your own you know so so being open to it instead of like no it's mine it's my this is my show it's my song <laughs> okay 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 you know who that i i, I won't name any in, in, name any names but oh man i'm just gonna say oh man <laughs> That was his big problem was, and that's just undercover, was him worrying about uh, people stealing shit from him. And I'm going to be honest, like, like I have Lou Lagoon said that he might cover Michelin, and you know how rad that feels for me? Like, that, that is the coolest fucking thing ever, knowing that Lou Lagoon's going to take a song that we created and turn it into his own art form. That to me is like a total fucking turn on. And, and honestly, since the pandemic's happened, I really have been bummed about music. So when I hear him actually finding something in our music and wanting him to come out of him, it just, it makes me go, okay, well, fuck, we're doing something right. You know? So we got to keep going eventually, you know? So yeah, I mean, he's a songwriter. He could be singing his own songs all day long. And so, yeah, what better compliment is there than that, than I want to play this song? I think it's that good. So. Totally. And he's got his hips moving recently. Like, if you've ever seen his live, check out his live videos recently. He's got this whole hip shaking thing. And it's, it's amazing. So. He does have that. He, he does bring a little Elvis to the table. <laughs> Definitely like, does. What about? But <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. So when did you start writing? Oh man, um, I started writing probably in 2000 and 
five, I think. So I kind of was doing it in secret, writing like writing novels, but I knew I was never going to share with anybody. So I got to be as like just weird and self-indulgent as I could be. Um, and so this is actually one of the most interesting intersections of my life is that about the time I finished a novel that I just released um, about a year ago, um, it's called The Revival, A Survivor's Tale. I had just finished writing it in a way, you know, and I met you and I was kind of depressed because I so wanted to keep writing novels. I'm like, I could just sit in my room and do that all the time. Leave me alone. I don't yeah. need anybody else on the planet. Um, but weirdly enough, the novel that I was writing was about a band and a, and a musician. And so there was parts of it I knew, but other parts of it I didn't know. So I felt like I can never release this because I feel like a fake. I feel like I don't know what I'm talking about and people are going to know when they read it. She's never done that. So, you know, fast forward in 2013, we're in this band. And so after a year or two, and we played so many shows in so many different places. And I felt like, okay, now I can go back and fill in and make this like confirm what I thought I knew. And in some things I need to tweak it. I need to change it. That doesn't seem real to me anymore. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing is that there were songs in the in the book, and I had written these songs as kind of like placeholders. I didn't know how to write songs. I had no idea. So um, after experience, you know, our experience with writing together, all, all kinds of things, I, I, I was able to like put songs that I was like, okay, these are real songs. It's eleven eleven right now. <laughs> I said, tell you that. So now let me now let me break into that just because it's eleven eleven. So Richard and I live together. He's another member of Hurt in the Harpy. And like, just this is just like the universe and divine intervention, right? Like that happened. Like, and then, so Richard and I um, have known each other for a long time. And we had been roommates uh, in Laguna for probably like two years. And eventually we got our own places. And after that, I found this email from 16 years prior to, to us living together saying, hey man, you wanna live together? Like me and you should just get a room. <laughs> and then I was like, and we already did that. Yeah, we already did that. And we already had the room together and that already happened. And I showed him the email and he was just like, what the hell? Like we both tripped. And then another thing about Richard is one time I, I told him, I said, you know, one day we'll be, we'll play the House of Blues. And this is like when we were playing like, like Hoagie Barmichael's and nothing. I'm all, I'm all, dude, one day we'll play the House of Blues. Don't worry about it. And we did. And I never actually thought we would. Right. And then, and then I walked up to him and, and I'm all, dude, we just played the House of Blues. Aren't you shocked? And he's all, no, because you said that we were going to do it. Of course I knew we were, we were going to do it. And I was like, what the hell? And that's that whole weird like you, him, and I really have a, a definite connection, you know? And I think that's like, you know, you see Zeppelin, like they they had that just, play, like you said, we play all the time. When you play all the time, you get in that person's mindset, you know? And you start to become part of them, you know, like a family, you know? So it's it's very tribal and it's probably been going on for, for eons and, and eons. And I think that's just the mm -hmm. way that we, we definitely communicate. So hi, Julia, speaking of family. So, yes. Such a supporter of the arts, Julia. Oh my gosh. Thank you for being such a supporter of, you know, everybody's art and her own art. 
Check out Julia's photography. Everybody. She just woke up. The, she uh, just woke up. The uh, the uh, the shows that we. Oh, good morning. Oh yeah. That's weird. Friends, <laughs> huh? I, I was just gonna say that time. Those times we were like four or five times was the best because. It's yeah. Just, you, yeah, you really can anticipate what's going to happen. It's it was so someday. I used to say I only wanted like every, then everybody wants to come to practice. I'm like, yes, we can. Play. <laughs> we can. We can. I know, play totally, together. totally. <laughs> well, okay, a, I got another question for you. Do you do you think that do you think that like okay, so like there's consciousness, right? And so like, when you create the art, you're telling like the truth through consciousness. So like you said, you know, you wrote that book about this band and this thing happening. And like, are you creating consciousness, which I mean, are you creating the present moment, like how you said those times that we were playing with they're, they're, they're so much fun. And I totally agree. And I feel like we were creating that as well. You know, we're, do, do we do the artists create some form of parallel like live stream like in loki that you know uh, starts to create consciousness and yeah. what reality truly is absolutely well i've definitely written some weird things that came true for myself one time i wrote about uh, someone who was like burning up everything in their lives and they end up burning off all their eye like eyebrows and so like maybe like two months or so after I wrote it, I was lighting the fireplace and I was like, like, like singed my house and everything. So you know, I, you know, like I that. think you might've been in my place when that happened. I'll be honest. Cause like, I, like there was a candle and I just remember like shit being like lit on fire. I'm like, Ron, you're on fire. So like, I hope this isn't a reoccurring thing by the way, but I do remember that. So. On <laughs> fire. Well, but I, as far as like creating for other, you know, other dimensions, I, yeah, you know, you have to wonder, like, it, you know, is all this creative stuff creating somebody else? It's, it's a, it's a, Definitely. it's a question. And that's um, the point. That is the point. The, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm definitely open to that. And, Sometimes I'm a little wary now about what I'm like, God, this is terrifying when I want this to actually happen to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I want that kind of response. It's, Writing um, songs the same way. Like, you know, I remember John, he's the person, you know, the inspiration. John, John Sosin would show me how to write and he would always be like, dude, you got to be kind of like antistinic. Like you got to be the antistinic. Like, he's like, you got to go either one of two ways. Like you got to make this a happy song and everything's great. Or it's got to go horribly wrong and things are got like, and I, I would always have this hard like way of like, I wouldn't want to choose because, you know, I was like, fuck, everything should be happy. Right. But sometimes you don't always feel happy. So, but as a songwriter, when I'd sit down, that would kind of screw me up because a lot of the times I would try to make it just all jolly and shit when sometimes I wasn't feeling like that way at all, you know, but sometimes depending on how you sing that song even if it's jolly it can still feel like shit you know so who knows yeah. sometimes you gotta have those to in your pocket to maybe cheer yourself up but i you know being able to use pain or trauma or whatever to create something is that maybe connect 
connects you with other people is so cool. That, that, that's a, I've, I mean, poetry is where, you know, writing led to after writing novel. I, I you know, poetry was the, um, one of the great findings. And I, I credit you in, in part for that. Not that I hadn't read it before, but I think I mentioned in the other interview that you were like, you should listen to Connor Oberst. And I was like, All right. And that it just like unlocked this like, like poetry, you know, with like um, this avalanche of poetry, which was great, you know, so good because it like it actually made writing better. You know, I was able to go back. Oh, I can be better than this. Writing poetry, songwriting, I think is it makes it's a craft. You know, I mean, you've got better at it, don't you think? I mean, I I loved some of our original songs. Actually, little. I don't know if you posted it or it came up on my memories and I was like, what? Oh no, it shuffled into my playlist. I was like, Rhythm is Sunshine, oh my God. Um, and I really love that song. So, um, I think, so I, think the, bit, I think the best thing about songwriting is like for me, like, you know, like you said, like it, uh, depending, I don't explain it. Like you think for me, I'll think about a person, right? And, and like, who that person is like it pops into my head so whether the the time i was having problems with that like say little miss sunshine right this 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 is a person that like came into my life when i was like young like when i was 15 and they had had this like crazy horrible life and and it didn't get any better like it just fucking didn't it went like to the point where she just she's no longer alive and it didn't get better and i was like i was like how do i turn this tragic story into something positive you know instead of like having it just be like oh dude remember this chick who had this fucked up life that just sucked what if i could turn that story into something every time i thought of that person like oh it was a it was something better you know and, and i remember the moments that like you know for briefly like it's in the song but like this person's life sucks so much that she'd come into my house at like three o'clock in the morning and i was like 14 15 knock on my window and we were such rebels in the 90s that there was a vacant house across the street and we would just fucking, you know, we'd get these Costco industrial strength, like Snickers bars and we'd, we'd go across the street and like as kids, we just, you know, smoke that crazy reefer when we were like 15 and we would just like eat like 24 to like 36 like Snickers, king size Snickers right there. And we'd be in the backyard of like a fucking someone's house that, that, that they didn't live in. It was like being rented out, you know, like it's vacant. And we would just sit there and stare at the stars and think about how life sucked even then, you know, <laughs> but we were doing our best. We were doing our best. And, and she would tell me things that I wouldn't judge her. And, you know, then one day she moved to Fallbrook and I, and I like, dude, I was like, fuck, I didn't want her to move to Fallbrook, you know? And I, and, and that's what, that's where we get weird as humans. Where we're like, Oh, if only if we would have said, Hey, don't do this or don't do that. But when you're at that age, you have no, uh, you know, control of your, your, your destiny, your parents completely do. So, you know, it sucked. But like I said, that's why it's hard for me to play that song sometimes because like, it really is, it's, it's sad to me. So like, that's why I kind of take it out of the song list, you know, because I fucking, it hurts me inside. So like, I don't really all the time want to feel that pain. Oh. What's, what's scary is that like, I think the 10 year anniversary is going to be in 2023, which is in two years. So then we'll have to play it a lot. And that's, what's kind of crazy, you know? So, um, 
What makes you create? What makes you create anything? A song, a poem, uh, you know, a chord progression. What makes you create? Well, if I, um, if I have an idea for something, so uh, like a poem or a, usually a line will come to me, like a, a you know, a, a couple of sentences, a couple of phrases, and then I have to see where those go. You know, a lot of times driving or I'm like doing something menial where I'm not, not really having to think, swimming, like I'd be swimming and all of a sudden sudden like something would come to me and it you know and you and either your mind will just start going on a ramp every like emotion that like follows that and I just have to like or if it's a song okay that is, is a line that I could repeat you know that's one that would be like chorus you know so uh worry I I, I every novel that I've ever I have four not complete novels only one of them felt like it was I could I could publish it, but all four in the same way. I have one scene in my mind for every like main character. And I'd be like, like, Oh, this will just be like a short story. I'm just going to write this. And then it just kept going and going and going. And if it's a character I love, I just keep playing with them. You know, I want to know what happened to them. And, yeah. um, and I work, I work other novels. So, um, most everybody I work with right now is working on a novel. And which change sometimes it's like that other times people are working on other things but almost everybody right now has a novel in the works and you know when you get that bug you you don't want to do anything else so it's like binging netflix but you have total control over where it's going to go but for me like even if never read any of the novels that i've written i had so much fun so much satisfaction from writing them crafting them and then going back and reading them and fixing them like to ad nauseum so the creative pro that feeling of creating oh my god that's the best feeling in the world you know same laughing. thing same thing as music like, same thing as music i think you know like yeah. when we're all when we're all playing like you know like i get addicted to being in a room with you all and all of a sudden, you know, hearing you all of a sudden doing something weird and then hearing Steve, Steve Rice just like coming in some weird shit and, and then it all coming together and being like, how the, how the hell is this like working? You know, that it's, it's magic. And like being around that, you get addicted to it and you know, you, you really do want to keep trying to, to get better and better and better, you know? So. Yeah. I've heard songs that like you've done like acoustic, for example. I'm going to try and think of one. But then when we end up taking it as a band, I'm like, that just doesn't even feel like the same song anymore. Well, Rat Lines, for one, for sure. Like, yeah, that totally. one it was actually a conscious decision to, like, take it in. And then it's that, you know, that rock steady sort of place. But other songs, you know, even like, um, I mean, well, um, why is the song not come to me? And so it's one of our very first songs. Lily lives her life like a hurricane. What's the name of that song? Her alibi. Like her alibi. 
You know, that happens to me all the time. You know what? Like, it's just the, it's just the nerves. Like what happens to me is like, I, I will know a song back and forth and just the information back and forth. And all of a sudden there's a camera in front of me. And then I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, and that's just like our nerves and that's being part of being human. And that's what people don't understand too. Like, you know, like, like, I'll, I'll look at some of my friends. I'll just be in front of a friend and, and, you know, I'll just tri like, I'll know a Beatles quote, like by the back of my hand, but I'll look at them and, and I'm just like, uh, 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 and, but as soon as I walk away, there it is. You know, I'm like, there's that Beatles quote, you know, all you need is love or fucking whatever it's it. But, you know, sometimes it's just the communication. <laughs> What's that? What's that? Yeah. It's, Sometimes it's like the most basic thing is just like it's gone. It's especially you know, like in a situation like this, I I I will like I cannot believe I can't remember the words to my own song. I'm I'm totally blank. It's been right two now, years. It's, we're but, we're know, going on two years since we like we played one time, which is awesome. But but you know, like honestly, we haven't really played, and that's the thing. Like it gets to the point where when we play yeah. all the time, three, four times a week, you don't even think about it and it's second nature. And that's when it is fun walking, you know, like, like we had a house of blues, uh, house of blues offer to play like this month and we were supposed to play tonight. And, and we, you know, since COVID has just turned into this weird Delta, whatever, like crazy shit, everyone's starting the tour. But if you notice like everyone else is just like, you know, my morning jacket, they were playing. Now all of a sudden someone got COVID in their band. Now they got to delay all their shit. Like everyone's just delaying again. Nine Inch Nails, delaying, 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 delaying. So for me, I'm like, there's no point. Like, yes, it was awesome to play with you guys. And I can't fucking wait to do it again. But I all also want us all to live. And I don't want anybody yes. to get sick because of just playing music. I think that's fucking ridiculous, you know, so that we have to deal with podcasts and, and all this bullshit until then, you know, until we can start playing again, you know? And I totally agree with you. I, I think it's, it's, um, I mean, everybody's got to make their own call, but it, it, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I got, I'm, okay. I'm with you. I got, I got shaken down. I got shaken down by uh, the new drummer, Steve. So if you know, I'm in a band. Yes, hurting the heartbeat with Rondi, and we we had a drummer, Sky. We had a drummer, Timo. Uh, we've been through lots of members, and we have a new drummer, Steve. And uh, he wants to play so bad that he came up to me and he was just like, he's like, bro, the pandemic is never going to end. This shit just needs to happen. I'm ready to play. And I'm like, dude, I'm ready to play too. But it's like, there's nothing that like I can do being because now the band has grown, which is cool. We got more people in it. Like, so being in a small room with like 11 people possibly, you know, is like, I, cause eventually I want to do some horn sections and, and background, stuff, but that's not okay. So, um, Okay, hold on. What is your most memorable musical moment besides Ron Jeremy, who is going to fucking prison right now or is already in prison? Besides Ron Jeremy. Well, all right. Um, yeah, that was that was <laughs> that was an interesting. So my, you know what? There, I my most interesting musical experience was probably um, a show in Fullerton that I was with Daisy and, and um, I 
sing um, the song Ugly Dress with Hurt My Heartbeat, and I, I sing it with Daisy Unchained. And um, I was singing it, and this was not a like a concert venue where people are talking. This was like a poetry. Everybody was being really, really quiet and focused and full of dudes. <laughs> they weren't paying any attention. They did not care. The show was going on, and they were having a good time. Um, I just got a little bit... Uh, you know, a little bit upset that they were like literally trying to talk over me. And so I got to the point in the song. Now I'm going to see if I can remember because I couldn't remember it the other day was um, that I'm going to dance on your fucking grave. And so when I got to that line, I got to just project and like really focus all of my energy on this table of guys. And they, they came, their conversation came to a stop, but it was so good. It, it, it was like so emotion filled and it, it reminds me of Mike Watt, which is my other favorite like musical the story was when Hurt and the Heartbeat got to play after Mike Watt. Seeing Mike Watt, I was like so inspired by his passion. So there is like a, a, you know, a thing when you're going to be performing and singing and be performing and singing with passion like your whole being is in that moment like you you know like you're like a freight train right and and that's the way mike watt to me always is like he is he's a all beast. the time like he's a beast beast i don't know i just like feel like him coming to like, like yeah and so that, that was my moment and my I, I feel like sometimes like that's what I would love to be able to do. Play bass, punk rock, scream at people, really. Dream. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. So I've been since working I see, on that, sort of. Since I see, since I see Fox and the Red Hairs in here, uh, yeah, I yeah, remember one. My, my, I, I favorite, one of my favorite moments was when we were playing with them at like the Carmen Bar and we did fucking Beatles, uh, whatever Beatles song we were doing. And they jumped in and it was just like all of us going fucking mad. I forget what it, I forget what it was, but you know, that they're like our kindred spirit. I, I love them. And then eventually I want to play with you guys again. And I miss you guys. Check out Fox. I've had them on. I've had them on already. So I had, you know, yes. Lucas and Justin on the show, which is so much fun. And so, yeah, we did the Beatles. Uh, Don't let me down. I think that's what it was. Don't let me down. That's what it was. Dan, I don't know. It was so much fun being around, being around. Okay. The first time I ever saw oh. Justin and Lucas, basically, they walked into like, uh, I've told the story before, but they walked into the doll I hut and yeah, and I think me and you were probably just there, and I was like, dude, look, those are people that are like us. Like, for the first time, I saw people that look like us, that, like, love music as much as we did, had their shit together, like, like wanted to really do something instead of just, like, hang out with their buddies, which, believe me, that is something that we do definitely do, but you could just tell that they were focused, and they just look like a million bucks, and they still do, and so everybody still check out Fox and the Red Hairs, so fucking miss those guys. So, miss you guys. Miss you guys. No. Okay. Right? The red hair. The... Yeah. All of yeah. it. All of it. Yeah. Okay, I got a question for you. Do, you. do you get nervous before you get on stage? You're uh, breaking up. I can't no. hear you. I do. Okay. There we go. Nervous is a weird... I am... 
I do. I there. It. I guess it's it's nervous a little. It's excitement more than anything. So it's an adrenaline thing. But you, nervous is part of it. So it's a it's a mix of things. I'm trying to learn to separate the excitement from the nerves. Um, it's 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 like a lot of adrenaline. And I don't know that I. I hope that never ends. So in fear, like, never. I don't want to feel that. <laughs> yeah. Totally. That's what it's yeah. about. I remember I being like a kid. Night. I got the poems then. Oh yeah, how was that? How was Pond Water? We were supposed to play there, but but we didn't. But you got to do poetry. How the hell was that? That's one of my questions on there. Number five. How was Pond Water? Oh, I was super. <laughs> it was great. It was just a you know, like a family. It's like a family. Like it is like going home to family but um i had some reading poetry i haven't read poetry um i mean i read sometimes i read it to my students i read you know sometimes readings but reading in front of live people i got to be loud that was great so yeah. <laughs> i got to tell people that you know uh 50.8 percent of the population in this and that Women's right, human. So we gotta all make sure that. Uh, yeah, look at Texas. I forgot to bring that up with, with the news. With the news, yes. This minority we, of of uh, politicians don't control our. Oh, it's crazy. The fucking world is crazy right now. We got this. We got this. This Texas shit going down with them telling women what to do. We got Joe Rogan eating fucking you know horse tranquilizer. Like the world is just like you can't believe it's it's almost real. You know, like you feel like that's almost fake, you know, like how can this be real, you know, and I, I just feel that sooner or later, hopefully, like we were saying before, if people create enough art, hopefully it'll it'll just start to show people the, the truth and, and, and they'll just start to be better people because I, I don't understand in the first place why a whole bunch of men want to sit around and decide how many weeks of fucking chick should have like an abortion or not, especially if they got raped or if they they went through incest. Why the fuck? I, I personally don't care. I feel that if, they, if that happened to somebody, that's their decision. Women can fucking decide whatever the fuck they want because the women, I'm not God. I'm not, men aren't God. You know, women are fucking women. Men are men. Let women do what the fuck they need to do and men can do what the fuck they need to do. But these, these laws in Texas, like it's to the point where I feel that like I'm going to, to, cause as much ruckus as I can to that state, like boycotting them and being like, don't do shit to them until they get that law fixed. Cause it's fucking bullshit. So yes, it sucks. So. Well, the, the creation of art, you know, again, just, you know, being able to talk to people and, you know, keep that in their mind. I mean, there's a lot. There's so many things going on. There's so many reasons right now, you know. You know um, but that is that is a slippery slope, man. We we gotta we gotta get that in in check because and the and the vote. So I you know on top of the yep. you know the, the the reproductive rights, the the laws are passing to make it more difficult for people to vote. So and then the gun laws. 
then the gun laws then you, you don't even you just fucking can now have a gun you don't need a permit and you just walk the fuck around okay before we get any more darker i do see a question on there can you play us a song i think the feed might be good enough like to do that yeah i think we're do can you do that do you want to play a song for everybody do you feel like you don't have to but i i see this question from julia can you play us a song and there's a guitar there you don't have to but if I'm being like Howard Stern, I'd be play like, a song. Hey, can you play us a song? And if it cuts out, I'll tell you. I'm like, if it sounds like shit, I'll be like, if it starts, sounds like shit, fucking stop. But like, if we can hear it, like, we'll, you okay. know. You can tell Yeah. If like E.T. stops moving, then you know that like, it's not going. If E.T. stops moving, you hear me? Yeah, that means it sounds like shit, yes. <laughs> Let's hear I set you free Let come running back home to me I set you free Awesome. That was it didn't break once. That was really that was rad. And yes, that was E. T. Heck yes. Shana, what's up? So Yes. Yay. I love that. That was rad. That yeah. that's gonna that's gonna be on the next album, right? That's going on the album, right? If you are if you want it I, to do it, I would Of course. I would love to do that. Fucking awesome. I love it. I you know if it, it, I was going to come in and sing over it, but I didn't want the, the feed to break up because, you know, 
I don't think our interweb is at the at that it's, point yet. It's so. Fucking rad. Wow. So what do you got okay. for us? You gonna sing us a song? Just prize on. I got nothing. I'm not playing. I'm good. Don't worry about me. <laughs> I got nothing. Okay. This is about you. This is about you. Okay. So. Me. So. What's that? You know what we should do? If we could play together. Oh, but that, you know, there's going to be a new, there's going to be a new, um, like, like what? Biden has done this infrastructure thing where the interweb sooner or later, sooner or later, like will be better because they're going to put like billions of dollars into it. So at that point, it'll be able for us to actually fucking play together where I'm like, you know, where I could come in. And that'll be fun. But I just don't think it's in at that point yet. Like, I've watched other bands do it. And I'm just like, man, that shit don't look fun. You guys don't look like you're really having fun. Because you really want to be in a room with someone. And you'd rather fucking do that than, you know, sit on these goddamn squares and just be like, hey, this is all we get. You know? And it's sad. And, you know, I don't want to get political. But it's also sad that, that everyone has politicized the whole fucking pandemic. How, you know, everything is... You know, if you're vaccinated, you're fucking, you're a bad person. If you're not vaccinated, you're a bad person. Everyone has just completely fucked up the world so bad that I think it needs art more than ever. And the fact that, that none of us can really be together. Like, I don't see Fox and the Red Hairs together either because they seem like they know what's up as well. And I feel that a lot of bands that aren't, you don't see them in the limelight right now. I respect them more because I feel that they know that their art is not worth people dying for. So, you know, poetry, on the other hand, is different because you can you can do the whole you can still social distance, wear masks, stay the fuck away from people and, and read, you know. But when I'm at a concert, I'll be honest, I got PTSD. I don't want to be around people like I, I'm at the point where, like, if I get around more than like six people in a room, like I'm, I'm like, I want to get the fuck out of there. And I don't know how that long that's going to last. I am vaccinated, fucking, but I still freak out that maybe i can harm somebody else because we don't know what the hell is going on you know and, and like 10 years we'll be like oh remember that remember when our show killed people Absolutely. that's really yeah. awesome i'm not about that <laughs> you know like i'd rather be safe than sorry you know so i don't see like black rebel motorcycle club playing i don't see like nick cave playing i i don't see a lot of people playing and i feel that those are the people that realize their egos can wait. And I was watching some show the other day and it was uh, someone saying like, if you really loved art, you'd be fine with like just playing shows like, or at theater, just at your local theater, you'd be totally fine with that, you know? But if you want to be like this huge star, then that's a whole different thing. Like that means you just want like the world to love you and you're lacking something inside. And for me, like the best times of my life so far are playing these small little, little shitty shows like in the middle of nowhere and, and even like the coach house. That's so much fun for me. If, if we never take it any better than the coach house, the fact that we've sat on stage with fucking like Robbie Krieger and watched him play fucking door songs is enough for me. I feel accomplished and I feel like, being the king of the local shows is fucking all I need in my life. And I feel that other people that feel that they need to keep climbing this goddamn mountain, they just get let down because it's just, 
unavoidable or unattainable unless you've got millions of dollars to just piss out your fucking your your ass. So what does it all mean? That's the big question, Rondi. What does it all mean before I ask other qu people here if they got questions? What does it all mean? I, I if, as far as the pandemic goes, the, this is uh, for, for artists, you can use this time really effectively. I mean, I, essential workers who are just like, you know, being drained, you know, they're at last ounce of energy i you know have to create you know be creative and all of that i you know that's tough if i were in the medical field or something you know that i would have the energy to do those things but i think for people who have time hands right now performing yeah one thing you could be doing but there's so much creative work you can be doing without yeah creating danger so for me you know being at home and creating it is where the real high forming is like icing on the cake. Yes, I wouldn't trade those experiences. If I was to say what it all means, I mean, I, I think we're all here to create. So this is a new world to create in. We've never had anything like this, like this amount of technology at our fingertips to be able to record a song from your house and share with the world in a night, in an hour if you wanted, right? that crazy it's insane they said that some of kanye's new album uh was recorded on his, his iphone straight up like it was recorded on his iphone i personally have released music off of my iphone straight like my not hurting the heartbeat stuff but like my solo shit i released that just recorded it in my ups truck and sent it out into the world and some of that shit's better than the stuff that i've recorded off of just being at home and having or being in the studio so yes technology is definitely at the forefront and i'm going to get really kooky with you because that's what the show is kind of about there was this dude this week uh, i'm going to have him on the show one day and he he's an older guy probably like baby boomer generation and he's a uh art teacher and uh he comes up to me and we just start talking and he's just like, we get on some weird talk as we always do. And he's like, do you know where the internet was like created? And I'm like, yeah, like the military. And he's like, well, yeah, close, but it's DARPA. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I know about DARPA. I have a friend that's trying to get into DARPA and he's like, and it's like the defense administration. It's like really all about defense, you know? And he's like, do you know what AI, AI really means? And I'm like, uh, uh you know, artificial. And he's like, he goes, it means alien intelligence, alien intelligence, or even something even crazier than that, you know? And he's like, he's like, basically, and then I brought up the treaty. Like, there's there's this treaty that's supposed to happen with Eisenhower and these these greys, which I've talked about on the show. And the greys were supposed to be, came down here, uh, signed a treaty with Eisenhower, said it was cool for us to, like, be tested on and, and, and re also if we're tested on them, we're going to receive their technology, right? And so DARPA is an agency that has given us the internet and is like been passed down through this alien technology into DARPA, into public use. And that's why our like lives and, um, you know, our, everything's been sped up so fast because we have this fucking crazy technology now, because it really has. Ever since we have the interweb, like, things have completely fucking changed. And I think that's a My Morning Jacket uh, lyric that I just said, swear to God, but it's, it's, it really has. Everything's changed. 
and it's sped up so fast that, you know, we can, we can talk to anybody, you know, I could talk to someone in India right now. You know, I have people in India that watch the show and I'm like, what the fuck do they see in India? But that's the thing. We're all connected and that shit's awesome. So I think, I think one thing about what does it all mean? Like, cause I, I eventually I'm going to turn this into a book ironically is your consciousness, like what you think, like I said, like how, how you created that book, how you created songs. These are things that really last in a multiverse universe. And even when you pass, your art still remains. So when you come out the other side somewhere, you're still, um, you're still attached to your art and, uh, but just in different ways. And I think that's how it all kind of spreads out through the multiverse. Every lifetime that you have, you, whatever you've created, whether that be Hitler creating horror and fear or, you know, Da Vinci creating fucking the Mona Lisa with aliens hidden inside, whatever these things are, they, they stay permanent in the multiverse as we all evolve from, from, you know, kind of like Island to Island through, through our consciousness. But what the fuck do I know? Okay. Does anybody have any questions for Rondi? So I know that, you know, some of, you know, Rondi, you know, I, some of you have seen us play perform, but do any of you have questions? Cause we've got about probably about eight minutes left and we got to wrap it up because that's just how it is. I can't believe it's been going so fast. Where, yeah. where can we, I know where can people um, hear or how is your, how is your book going? That's what, that's what Fox uh, and the red hair okay. said. So, going, ha, ha, ha. Well, um, my, my novel is available on Kindle and um, I, um, I, I'm excited uh, that it's out there. I'm always tempted to go back in and, you know, pull it down edit it, work on it again, put it up, it's out there. It's done. Um, I'm just, um, I'm ready to like, okay with that. Um, I'm um, on a sequel to it, sort of. Again, it's just purely for my enjoyment, which they all have been from the very beginning for my own enjoyment. And um, this last one, I, I feel like, like I cracked it. I've, I've made it uh, ready for other people. But there's always things you want to change, you know, like when I, I really feel like I, I'm a better writer writer than um, I was even a year ago. So I, you can find that on Kindle. I have about three poetry books out there. Those are also available on Amazon. And then and I have a YouTube channel with some, some you know, original songs and poetry videos and things like that. So, um, I would say YouTube is the best thing. The, the um, idea of recording on your iPhone, I, I'm thinking, what an incredible like thing we have right to be able to do it all and like i said in a split second with every with the entire world and so everything is just moving so much faster so um yep. to me sometimes a little like i don't even know how to keep up with it all so i know like when it comes to novels and things like that people are doing so many different creative things you know wikis and and, you know, all kinds of, like, fan fiction. And just there's so much out there and so many different, like, puns where, you know, there are superstars in those ponds. So it doesn't have – you don't have to be um, Stephen King, you know, to, to be, a, you know, to be 
um, um, someone's enjoyed, you know, who's enjoyed by people. You don't have to necessarily have that huge book deal. And so I encourage people to self-publish all the time. I'm like, if you want to get published by a big publisher, yes, keep at it. Keep, keep making your work better, you know, work on your letter, do all the things that you should do. But don't let that stop you from continuing to create. You know, sometimes people get stuck on one project. They don't want to move on until that project is published and, you know, on bookshelves and noble, whatever. I don't know. It's such a different world now. So when it comes to publishing, so I'm personally sticking to Kindle format because I think that books are such a waste. I love books. I love small runs of books, but to print all kinds of, send them out in the world when we have digital technology. Um, I would love if, if, you know, I had a small run of it in, but I love the planet. I love trees and all of that. So until there's like a sustainable company out there to, to uh, put out physical books, but most of them, uh, if anybody knows of one, please let me know. I love that. I'll tell you, like I told you, eventually I when I have time, I'm going to write. I was going to say, when I'm done with this show, eventually I'm going to write a book about it. And I'm so self-published, like you said, because you've inspired me that I'm going to self-publish an actual, probably like a hundred books, right? And and all through like the streets of Laguna Niguel, the new trend is to have these like these little libraries, like fucking outside these people's like houses. <laughs> so I promise you, I'm just fucking driving around there, sticking what does it all mean, you know, book in their fucking shit and just like passing it around. I, I think, and that's what everyone's goals and aspirations are. Mine is just for one person to read my book, <laughs> you know, like if one person picks it up and goes, what the fuck does it all mean? I'm stoked. I don't have any aspirations of ever being like published for real, but just, and that's, I think it, that's it. The key is to just create and do it. And, and, you know, John Cushante's first album, he fucking, he, he created it for himself because he thought that music sucked. So he wanted to entertain himself. And then Dave Navarro heard it and he's like, that's fucking awesome. Release it into the world. And that's the stuff, the shit that you create for yourself that you really love is the stuff that's going to stay forever. The shit that you try to write to, to boost your ego, to be somebody else, it doesn't mean shit, you know? So, does it all mean? Does it, it all it's, mean? It's, people, oh, what? What does it all mean? I, I, I had a, I have, I have a, a couple of uh, clients, like I said, that are writing novels, and sometimes come to me and go, I have, I want to write a book. Uh, they have not written a single word yet. They don't really even have any content yet, but they know that they want to write a book. And I'm like, so they're like, do you think I do like to write? If you don't like to write, then you probably shouldn't write a book. Maybe you want to work, you know, a podcast. Maybe you want to do a, you know, there's so many different avenues to share. But, you know, you know writing, I mean, it, it comes now and, and yeah, you already have like all of this content. And so that's, I think that's a big, a big part of how books, nonfiction books, especially are coming together is that people are putting their blogs, their blogs, their year of work together and finally, you know, putting yeah. it into a product that could, you know, ebook, 
whatever. But and having a solution, having a solution to the, the what does it all mean? Let me know. Yeah. When I can't either. I, I... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely have to <laughs> read it. I promise. What's, I definitely will. What's been your favorite? Like when you ask people, what does it all mean? Do you have you? Do you have a favorite answer? That, that yes, definitely, definitely. The shit that the shit that caught me off guard for the first time. This this person said, I asked them, "What does it all mean?" I don't even remember who it was, and they just go, "Oh man, it's all about love." And I was all, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, it's all about love." And I was all, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Like it caught me so off guard because I'm coming in at this other angle of like science and a black hole and. And me trying to go through that black hole with good karma and fucking, you know, trying to be this Buddhist monk. And this person just quickly answers like, oh, it's all about love. And that fucked up everything. That fucked up, like, my idea of, like, Einstein's, like, you know, theory of relativity. Because what is love, you know? And I started telling people that. Like, I'm like, okay, well, here's this love thing. What is love, you know? And some people are like, oh, it's just a man-made construct. I'm like well, then how come, like, I stay alive on this planet because I want to be around the people that I fucking love? That's more strong than any other drug, you know? Like, cancer patients and people that are dying, they want to be around their fucking people that they love, so they're just like, I'm going to push, I'm going to push, I'm going to push. And to me, that that's it. I think that we all we all are kind of like tribal animals, and, and that's the hard thing about this goddamn pandemic is that, like, we're, we're not able to be around each other, and that's causing depression, that's causing anxiety. And I think there's truly love through all of this, because that's what this is about, just us trying to hang out and still be part of that tribe. Julia, uh, Andy Bonsix, everybody, you know, like, it, that's it. It's just about fucking love. So I don't want to ruin the end of my book, you know, but I, I think that is definitely one of the top, top fives. So, okay, fuck, we're already 11.59. Check out Rondi on all the places she said. I'll put on the fucking, you know, links and all that shit. Thank you so much, Rondi. Fucking A. Love you. Thank you.